Do you struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to www.krista-luna.com and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.krista-luna.com. of Paranormal and the Normal. I'm your host as always, Jeremy, here to try to make the world seem a little more normal. Does it ever happen? God, no. But we try. That's all that matters. And of course, I brought a guest to help me try to make this world seem a little more normal. And my guest tonight is author and experiencer, Justin Erickson. Justin, how are you doing tonight? Jeremy, I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on your show. My pleasure. When, when you told me your story, I kind of was curious enough that I'm like, all right, I had time on the show. This is a, I've heard similar stories, but it's always fascinating. It's always different in some little small way. So I had to have you on the show and well, let's kick it off, kick it off by asking the first question I ask everybody in this show. What got you into the paranormal supernatural side of the world? You know what? Honestly, it really started um, just on the grounds of of personal reflection on my spiritual journey, just seeing, just trying to be open and receptive to what's been not taught to me or represented. And um, I started getting into it. And the further I got into it, the more observant I have been, um, specifically with people that in my life who have crossed over to the other side. And um, I have, I have certainly you know, been through some experiences myself. And, um, you know, it's, it's very real to me that there's more than there's more out there than I know. And um, yeah, it's just very intriguing. It's very interesting. To say the least. Well, that kind of leads us to our, my second question, I always ask everybody and what experiences made you go down that road? Hmm. Well, um, I think just the curiosity of what happens after this life. I think, you know, when you when you love certain people so much, there there is that little chance of a desire that you do want to know what what's after this. You know, what could they be doing? Are they up in heaven? Are they reincarnated? Um, and there have been certainly not a lot, but a few people that I've I've really wondered about who have died that I was very close to. And um, it's just incredible certain signs that come into my life from these particular individuals. And granted, there's not a lot. um, But specifically with my XT, there have been a number of situations where I have um, certainly felt him 
and and it's just it's incredible. It really is. Um, I do believe that the two worlds can connect based on the certain things I have gone through. And um, but I also think it's it's certainly a field that uh, one should be careful, you know, not to go too far or um, you know, kind of get it out of out of tune, I guess, with with the chakras in, in our lives, right? <laughs> with our energies. So, exactly. I mean, yeah, those who spend more time with the passed on than with the than with the living, eventually you end up hitting a very tough mental wall to break, and it's just not pretty. I mean, there's a name for it. I just can't remember what the hell the name is right now, but there's a name for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, and there's actually a movie that kind of triggered this curiosity. I mean, it's called um, Ghost Town, and it's it's about a man who sees um spirits well they call it ghost obviously in the movie hollywood and all but um he actually helps these souls with unfinished business and i thought huh that's actually kind of fascinating i mean you know who's to say that um psychics today i know my psychic karina i mean she actually is that volunteer that that individual that they can channel through um and i actually talk about that in my book as well just about what she did for me post my my ex's um, demise, untimely demise. And she was able to connect with him and um, she literally like heard him chuckle. He had this unique habit of, um, you know, if you were talking to him, he would just kind of do this <laughs> um, every few seconds, give or take, depending on what, what's been talked about. And she stopped twice during my reading. And I've been seeing her for eight years um, and she stopped twice during that meeting uh, reading and said that i'm sorry he just keeps laughing and i don't know why what he's laughing about and when she said that i just had complete chills it was just yet yet another confirmation that they can connect to us and um you know she has been so responsible for me learning so much about the other side and and it's just it's a beautiful thing it's it's a beautiful world it really is it is and why don't you tell the audience because i mean i know some small details based on what you told me about your teeth but why don't you tell the audience about him sure as so, much as, you, as much or as little as you want to share i'm not going to force you to share anything you want to but oh no no not at all gosh i'm so happy um so you know t was uh my very first partner in life you know we met at school back in 2006 and it was just like any any love at first sight, just one of those butterflies in your stomach situations. And, and um, you know, we, we went through our, our, our honeymoon phase of, of just getting to know each other, enjoying each other's company and all that. But then, you know, things started changing to where he got into drugs and he got into alcohol. And um, it was one of those situations where I was in a tough spot. Here it is. I was raised very religiously, very conservatively. Um, there were a lot of stipulations I had. I couldn't watch any TV. I couldn't, you know, listen to the radio unless it was like Christian music or classical. And um, it sheltered me a lot. But what it taught me was to be loyal, 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 loyal. And so I was loyal to him. So I, in my book, um, which is called Till Death Do You Part, on, and it's available on Amazon right now, is that sometimes when you issue out unconditional love for someone, it may not be worth it, right? Where people do change. And if you just give that out, 
even if it's your own family, people, family changes too. And it, it's just, I talk about just being very open about what could happen when you, when you do that to somebody. And furthermore, and this is what draw me to um, get on these podcasts is talking about what funny enough your theme is, which is the paranormal and the normal, because um, it's just so fascinating to me how people that we love that pass away still um, make us feel like they're there. And um, yeah. So, I mean, see, that's where I am unlucky is because I've had many loved ones pass away between my grand, my one grandfather and my father. And just, I've never experienced anything, even though I've looked for it to really? prove that the prove that they're still around, like whether they, I mean, hopefully either. I mean, if there is a heaven, my grandfather is definitely there because he was a deacon elder of the church and he was very religious. So he's definitely in heaven if there is a heaven. But my father, I'd like to think he's in heaven if there is one, but I just don't. You never can know for sure unless unless it's someone like my grandfather. But other than that, you never can know for sure unless they were dedicated to the church all their lives like he was. But my father stopped going to church a long time ago and before he died and it just wasn't his thing he, it wasn't his scene anymore after he divorced my mother so which i get because i was agnostic myself for a long long time and i get that i mean i'm i'm sorry i was atheist for a long long time and now now i'm agnostic so i was about to I, ask mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was atheist for most of my teenage years in my 20s but now i like to believe there's something out there i just don't want to put a name to it quite yet you know Fair. i don't want I don't want to call something God when it's not God, when it's grade number five, six, seven, or something like that. Like, <laughs> like who, who knows? Who, who, who really knows? And until I, have, until I have proof or something tells me that's what's really yeah. true, then I can't just name names, you know? It's just... Oh, it's, gosh. It, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't just, like, pray to something I haven't seen or experienced. No, and I think I think that's okay. I mean, we're all on our own unique journey. And I mean, for you to actually issue out a tone of being careful, because this is your soul that you're trying to, you know, find out what is the best path on that. I commend you for that, because I think a lot of people quickly kind of cling on to a faith and just say, this is my this is just my rope that I'll cling on to and I'll just go with it. Whereas people like you and myself, you know, searching for that spiritual journey. So I commend you for that. That's that's really a fantastic thing. Well, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. what religion were you brought up in? Was it Christian Catholic or was it one of the other ones out there? Great question. So um, so I was raised Pentecostal, Sounders of God. Oh, okay. um, I was, funny enough, my parents would drive me to church and then they'd take me home. They never really went to church with me um past the age of i would say eight or nine really um yeah and and that was different i always said you know i was raised in kind of like a amish borderline family where um you know there were strict rules and i had to do things that they didn't have to do like church and was very active in the church um i would uh teach youth groups certain weeks and i would also do sunday school i was a camp counselor i was a newsletter editor i was on the worship team I mean, I was just all in and for a long time. And then the transition from being a hardcore Pentecostal Christian was, first of all, identifying who I was as a person and being raised in the church. I was 
told, you know, that being gay was wrong and that you go to hell for it. And um, that really at that moment, I when I came out of the closet after reading a book called Stranger at the Gate by Mel White, um, I had the courage to come out to my church family, quote, unquote, I say family because, you know, when I did come out, I lost 80% of them. I'm sure. And it really made me question my faith. And then it, it just kind of allowed me the opportunity to take a step back and to evaluate where my spiritual life is. And I think it's okay to wander in the fog because to lose yourself is to find yourself. And I do believe that. I do believe in that. And um, so now I consider myself a henotheistic pagan uh, where basically, you know, I'm, I'm Wiccan. So I practice, um, you know, we have our own um, book of shadows. And so each, each Wiccan kind of does his or her own uh, made rituals and you know every halloween is a very special time for me because or for all of us in the uh, pagan community because what we do is we 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 honor somebody that has passed away and the night is all about that one individual um and the rituals it's a fantastic opportunity to uh to remember somebody and so what you do is you set up an extra plate of food and you invite them in you say a prayer i'll normally say a prayer welcoming that individual in and I did that with T last year and um I, I had thought that after seeing my psychic that you know I, I had all the closure that I had craved with him in life because things were really abusive with him um and I didn't I, there was more closure that I got that Halloween night and it had been I'm not sure how long between the reading and Halloween night it was off the top of my head but I was just, I remember being overcome with emotion for a few minutes. And, um, you know, I've got a celestial light that would flicker on and off. Uh, and, um, you know, after, you know, we, what I do too is I'll, uh, I'll rinse the plate and then discard it. And then I'll send it back up. Blessings be upon you. And uh, so Halloween is, is certainly one of my favorite holidays of the year, just because of that, you know. It's, I mean, yeah, that's that sounds like an amazing way to spend a Halloween. Honestly, I mean, every I got kids, so every Halloween and it's I'm, cheap. <laughs> that too. I mean, I got yeah. kids, so, so every Halloween I'm walking the streets with them. I mean, before before I had kid before I had kids, I just never celebrate Halloween at all anymore. Really, I just would either be working or would be sitting home just drinking. Yeah, I hear that <laughs> drinking, and I mean, I'd have candy if there's any trick or treaters, but I never really lived in any place where there was trick or treaters. So, sure, sure. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, actually, I mean, okay. And then a few recent years before that, I used to go out trick or treating with my family's kids and just go drinking along the way. You know, <laughs> definitely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It makes it interesting when you go drink when you're drinking because then all the costumes look even cooler. But well, what my psychic did say is that when we do consume alcohol, it actually increases the um, the presence of of entities. It's very interesting. I can't say I've seen proof of that, but I like the idea of it. So. Sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I, and I mean, I consume alcohol pretty regularly. So, I mean, I would think, oh, actually, now that I think about it, I drink a lot during podcasting. And I literally had mediums tell me, like, at the end of a podcast, like, there's a spirit next to you. And I, I live in a haunted house, so it doesn't really surprise me. But sometimes they say it's not him. It's this family member. And I'm like, what's that now? And oh, Wow. But yet I can't communicate with them. I've tried. Like 
those nights after I shut off my computer and everything, like, I shut down my computer, I'll just sit here and I'll be like, are you really? Like, I'll try talking to them and, like, I get no response, no signs or anything. So I don't so, know. Oh, wow. So what what is it that you do know about him? Because it's you, you've got the the gender and apparently he's the only one here. What what all do you know about him? I'm curious. Oh, about the one in my house? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, he's male. He's, his name is Rowley. He built him and his wife built this house when they were in their, I'm guessing built in 67 or 67, I think. So mm -hmm. they had to be, they had to be in their 20, maybe their twenties or thirties. They built this house, but, and I, I mean, I've been told different stories by different mediums and different paranormal investigators. Hmm. Some be, mm -hmm. the investigators believe that the wife and husband are both here still. Some mediums say it's just the husband, but I don't know what to believe. Did I something mean, tragic happen with the couple? No. I mean, mm. she. I'm not sure what she died of, but she died in 2017 or 16. And he died, at, oh no, wait a minute. Yeah, and then he died in 2019, I believe, um, wow. from uh, from lung issues. Because this house has radon issues, so I had to get that fixed as soon as I moved in. But... We think that's what he died from because when the paranormal investigators were at my house back over a year ago now, mm -hmm. like we, we were actually asking them questions with um not the right dousing rods. And like I actually said, like I fixed the radon problem with a lot of other issues in the house. And I heard something say thank you in my ear. And nobody else heard it. Oh my god. And literal chills down my spine and back. Oh yep. Literally, literally, my whole back was chilled at that point. I was just like, and they took a few pictures, which I gotta find that damn picture because I keep meaning to put it up on my podcast page. Oh, people yeah. have asked me about it, but they took a picture of me when I said I was when they said when I said I heard that, and they're like my arms like kind of like hanging down like this to the side yeah. of me, and you can see between my arm and my side, like I think it's a face, and yeah, other people sure. other people looked at it and said it's a face too. Other people are like I don't see anything, but. Oh, look at the puppy. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's just trying to say hi. This is my dog, Nancy Noodle, right here. Adorable. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, um, wow. That is just amazing to hear. And and to, I wonder, hey, you just never know. Maybe he's so, you know, you said that they had built the house. And uh, I mean, wow. I mean, well, according to the one medium, according to the last meme that actually, like, saw him from remote viewing, while we're doing a podcast, um, mm -hmm. he he likes to spend most of his time in the garage and the carport because he had a, I don't know if they want to call it, he had a nice car, whether it's an antique or it was just a nice car that he loved. Like, I don't know, but there was a nice Beamer when I moved in here, but I don't think it was an antique by any means, but. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, of course, his family members took it away before we moved in, but. Oh, darn I know. Trust me, I would love to drive, drive that thing. And I'm not. I'm not a car guy either, but I would love to drive that thing. And yeah, I, mean, I bet. But he spends most of his time in the garage in the carport. We mm -hmm. we used to have a garage. Okay, we used to have a camera in the garage, which we now have it down in the basement with the other camera for our dogs. But because we, I have two mastiffs. But we uh. we, we caught a camera in the garage, a ghost light or an orb, and. I've had, I actually have multiple videos I posted on my page of orbs and stuff in the garage, just oh, yes. weird sounds at night that I can't, I can't like 
sign away to anything in the house. So okay, so you you have seen some things. That's um, and what do you feel is the history of orbs? Because I've heard many different things. Do you have any idea or theory about that? I do. I mean, I have a theory, and I've been told I'm wrong by some people. I've been told that it's interesting by some people, and I've been told by some people that maybe that's actually the right theory, but. Basically, here it is. Sure. <laughs> to me, to me, an orb or ghost light is basically a ghost baby. Someone who's newly deceased and doesn't quite know how to form any shapes with their form yet. Now. Okay. I like that theory. But I mean, and I also believe that as they get older, they turn into shadow people. And that's and when they can start like kind of forming a shape, but not like being able to do like features yet that's when they're mm -hmm. shadow people and i believe once they hit a certain ghost age that they can do full body apparitions once they learn to control the features so i very mean, cool that's a theory i have i've been told that shadow people are something completely different in that they have nothing to do with ghosts but i also <laughs> been told, I, but i mean it's the paranormal any theory it, you have yeah there's gonna be naysayers there's gonna be there's gonna be people that are really like you're right and there's gonna be exactly and there's always, and this is something, Jeremy, I've thought about too in the past, is that what if your truth, what if your beliefs are real for you, yet for me, my beliefs are not your your reality. I should word it like that, where that's your way because that's what you believe and that's what may be true for you. And then for me, it could be a whole new different set of, of um, circumstances where my beliefs, you know, so... Um, there's always that possibility too. I mean, everybody has their own theory. We've got over, just in the Christianity alone, we have over 38,000 denominations. And that's yeah. a lot of branches on a tree. Um, but I would like to believe that, you know, I mean, you know, if, if we were LDS, if we were Mormon, we'd still be given an opportunity to accept salvation after death. You know, so every religion has its own, I think, well intent, as long as it's, you know, a, a positive religion, but they all have the same ground and restrictions to where it's like, okay, well, you got to be in this group if you're going to believe in this, and this is what you have to do. And I can't do that. Just like politically, I can't go with the party. I have to look at the person. I have to look at the the character, and then and then we go from there. And that's how I feel about religious religions. I think it's um, you know, the majority of us aren't practicing. You know, that's just a proven fact. And I think it's just we're coming out of climate and especially here in the country where, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for answers. I mean, my gosh, we got spy balloons and and, you know, possible extraterrestrial beings out there. And it's it, people are starting to get super curious. And I think it's becoming more of a of a trend to um, just kind of explore this field. And I think it's a really healthy, healthy opportunity. You know, I, I believe so, too. I mean, I. I mean, there's definitely extraterrestrials in my mind, mm -hmm. at least. But and as far as the government goes, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, a, there's a reason I'll do a politic podcast. But uh, <laughs> sorry, let's just say the wrong man's in the big house that's white nowadays. I'll say that, and my listeners know how I feel because they've heard it before. <laughs> but you believe what you want to believe, Fair. listeners. I'm not going to judge you for it because everybody has the right to believe what they want to believe. But 100%. I mean, religion. I was a get i mean i'm still against organized religion to some degree i'm totally for you want to believe in something believe in it with all your heart yeah. 
and your false heart and believe in it. Yeah. And if it lets you lead your life in a happy way, great. But we don't need organized religion because all they do is take money from us. Stop. <laughs> all they do it's all good. All they do is take all they do is take money from us. <laughs> and some and some of them do a lot worse than that, that I will say. So you're absolutely right. It's a bind. It's a bind. And now what they're doing, especially in the televangelical movement, is you know, they're starting to um, blend politics with the church. And that to me is is just so left field. Well, I mean, politics and the church have been combined since 1200, 1300 England, like back in the day. Like politics well, and yeah. church have always been combined to some degree. I mean, it's But it's just... gotten so, so more heavily, you know, the past, I feel, the past like, you know, five, 10 years. Um, but regardless, you know, back to that whole issue of the soul, I think, I think it's just, um, you know, and for me, it's like, okay, here I am, I'm approaching 40 before I know it, you know, in the next few years. And it's like, I have to know, I have to be content with, with my belief system and I'm always learning and I'm always receptive. And I think if we, more people were like that, they would be happier. I really do. Yeah, um, I mean, I I I hundred percent agree with that. I mean, people should do what makes them happy, whether society likes it or not. I mean, yes, don't yeah. be a serial killer or something like that because it makes you happy. Like, there's limits to everything, <laughs> but there are limits. But, yes. but do what makes you do what makes you happy. Like that's always been the biggest message I tell everybody is like, if it makes you happy and it's not gonna hurt anybody else in the process, no, then go ahead and do it. But, and you do not need a following for that. You can just do that on your own. And make that good enough because nobody's gonna do you but you. Well, I mean, me in my twenties, I don't agree. I don't agree with that statement, but I'm oh well. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I, I, get, I, that, I, yes. I get what you're saying, but I mean, I, I, I had to throw that in there. But I love that. Yes, that was good. <laughs> being a married man, I now see differently. But sure, um, sure. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, no but our one, mental health is so important, you know. It is. I'm a big advocate for mental health. I mean, yeah, I've gone through some dark, dark places in my life, and mm. it took years for me to get over some of these things. And but sure. mental health is important, and no, yeah. no, no. I mean, it's always been a big emphasis on women's mental health. When yeah, and in the last few years, there's been a great thanks to podcasting a lot as well. Shout out to my boy Harvey Laguerre. There's been a big lit from Men Are the Prize podcast. There's been a bit of big, among others, and Sean Young from Sing with Sean podcast. Sorry, I can't leave you out, buddy. But there's, <laughs> been, there, there's been a huge uplift in men's mental health awareness lately and over the last few years. And it's important because so many men every day take their own lives because they don't have the support they need. And yeah. I feel for that. I really do. It's just... I mean, luckily, I always had a family who was there for me, and would if I needed someone to talk to, they're always a call away. Like I always, had, I always knew that. Not everybody grows up the same way I did. I understand that. And people, I mean, Robin Williams is my prime example. No. That the man who was always smiling and laughing. Oh, I know. Did something horrible for him, to himself, and yeah, 
It's just, I mean, yes, I've made jokes about it on other podcasts because that's what well, podcasts were for. But and if if we could just say something specific about that, because I if I I may be so rude, I'm so sorry. I totally oh. interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, um, no, please. With Robin Williams, you know, with his very rare form of dementia, um, it I guess research has it to where when you have that, you can see hallucinations, and so what I'm wondering is. If you, I guess then if you have certain mental, I don't know, chemicals opening up in your brain or something to attract hallucinations, what if those hallucinations, hallucinations are our entities, our spirits, our lost souls? And, you know, um, because, you know, he did hang himself from, from this rare form of dementia that he had um, during that episode. And... Um, I, I think it's a possibility. I'm wondering if it's a possibility. I'm, you know, it's very intriguing. You know, they talk about the, the third eye. They talk about the fourth dimension. They talk about how, you know, with like, there's a show on Netflix called how to change your mind and it dives into the psychedelics and it dives into what the native Americans use, which is peyote. And it takes 15 years for that to grow. Um, and it just provides that bridge to get to those territories. And um, maybe what Robin Williams had was just another portal for that. And it was really frightening and scary. It's possible. I mean, I mean, who's to say that the, the dementia he had really just wasn't, I mean, another, yeah, another dimension. I mean, and there's more than four dimensions. I'll tell you that much. There are. I've had I've had guests on my show who tell you there's countless dimensions that they visit while they lucid dream and astral project. But oh wow, how cool! Yeah, I mean, some of these dimensions I've been told you don't want to go to because the people the inhabitants that live there are only one people, but the inhabitants that live there are not. They're scary. It's the best word for it. But there's also other mm. dimensions where you feel like you're home. There's other dimensions where you the creatures seem friendly and warm and huh. but. I mean, there's there's yin, there's yin and yang for everything in this world, so that makes sense. But, have you had a consistency of guests that have said the same thing about how they appear, these creatures? No, no. I mean, well, I haven't had that many lucid dreamers on my show, honestly. I mean, this, the one I had on, Vincent, Vincent Black, he wrote a book about it, and they're all different. They all look different. I mean, he couldn't even describe them like a lot of them in like besides like vague descriptions because you just when you wake up you don't remember everything you just remember right. parts of it but that's not that's meant to happen though you're not supposed to remember things that happen when you're asleep so that's right and, i mean i'm, I'm yeah. a stoner so i barely ever dream but oh <laughs> i believe in that 100 percent me, me as well and and dreams too i i think dreams do have a special uh meaning i used to record all my dreams growing up and I would have these books of my dreams. And I felt always that dreams always had meanings to them, um, especially during the, cause I do, I still dream, not as much though. Um, but some dreams I have, I can see the light, I can feel the air, I can feel the weight um, of my body and I could see color and um, other dreams, most dreams these days, unlike when I was growing up, they're more forgotten, you know, I'll wake up and be like, oh yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, and then there's of course, sleepwalking, putting knives in the in the garage, putting socks on the kitchen counter, 
putting gallons of milk in my room. I, I sleepwalk a lot. <laughs> so, thank, unfortunately. Thank, thankfully, that's one <laughs> curse, I'm going to say, that oh. I never I never have been blessed with. I mean, I just, <laughs> that's good. I, I sleptwalk once in my life. It's a famous, yeah. it's a famous story in my family, but I, I sleptwalk once in my life when I was a kid when I was very sick, and that was it. And oh, I geez. actually okay, I'm not no, I'm sorry, it was twice in the same sickness because uh -huh. I decided to relieve myself in a garbage can and then the refrigerator. So oh man, where's the video? <laughs> that would have been hilarious. A, this was the 90s, luckily, before that existed, but, <laughs> hey, but it, I mean, it it maybe there's a connection. Um, but yeah, no, that, that runs in my family, and I, I slept drove once, and that was scary because I woke up in a I took a nap before um, I used to work back to back two jobs. And uh, so I got off my, my first job and I went right to my second job. I had two hours and I fell asleep in the parking lot. I set my alarm. And then when my alarm went off, after I dozed off, I woke up and I was just in a completely different area. I was about two miles away. Um, but thank God that was the only time that happens. But, um, but that's, that could be a, you know, another discussion about, how all that works, you know? Well, um, I mean, yeah. is it possible that when we bad people will sleepwalk when they sleep, they I mean, a spirit takes over their body for a little bit, or exactly, or I mean, could it be almost like a dual personality thing in a way, like hmm. like a sleeping personality, almost I would call it, like where when you sleep, the other personality wakes up, like it's there's a TV show I'm trying to think of, I can't oh. It's kind of like uh, the Flash with Frost, with Fro Caitlin and Frost, like how when one sleeps, the other would come out. And oh, like uh, Killer Frost—that's her name, yeah. Killer Frost and Caitlin, like, like how like they she had to learn to work in harmony with her other side, and eventually split mm -hmm. it off because, like, when one slept, the other would wake up. Like it's—I forget. There's a name for it. I forget what it's called, but I call them sleeping personalities. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. In fact, um, there's a gal named Susan Preveral, and she wrote a book called Wisdom of a Broken Heart. And she talks about with 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 your, your struggles, your mental health issues, with your problems, with your demons, you want to, instead of warding them off and, and dislodging them, she actually talks about getting to know them. And you literally just said it, you know, kind of getting to know um, and I think that that provides the gap too between uh, both worlds, you know, in a sense. But I'm not trained in any way to um, attract souls at all. Um, I just do this once a year, and that's on Halloween night. And it's a tradition that um, I won't ever change. I think it's a really beautiful thing. I do too. And yeah. speaking of which, if you, if you if you don't mind me asking, when mm -hmm. did when did T pass away? Mm, no worries. Yeah, so he passed away February 15th um, of 2021. And um, my friend who was his PFOD counselor uh, had dropped him off Valentine's Day back at his apartment and they had an argument. Um, you know, my, his counselor, Randy, was just like, you know, you need to get your shit together. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, language. Oh, you can. Um, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and, um, you know, he wasn't his first time attempting suicide, but uh, finally, February 15th, you know, it happens. He actually successfully killed himself. He overdosed. 
And, um, you know, ever since then, for me, Valentine's Day has been a curse because in my book, I talk about the fact that um, no matter what abuse he brought me through or manipulative behavior he he got me in, um, I was still right there. And I was still, now I look back and I know that I enabled certain things like his plastic surgery, he had an addiction to that, all that, um, which I dive into the book. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's really fascinating learning at it during life, just learning on the spot about these things and not realizing the lessons that you missed until much later on. And I did that with him, you know, so. It's true. I mean, yeah, I, per- I personally have dated heroin X and not realized it until I was six months into a relationship. So, I mean, this was also over a decade ago, but I was young and naive, but I, I dated a heroin act and didn't realize she was a heroin act for at least four to six months in. And I basically lost my bank account, which was pretty full at the time, completely disappeared Mm -hmm. over a year. And the only reason it ended was because she moved to North Carolina when I lived, when we we were currently in New York at that time. So so sorry. Oh, it's. I don't feel hate for her anymore. I don't feel even used anymore. It's just a stupid mistake I made in my youth, and one of many. But mm-hmm. we all we all make stupid mistakes. We all make stupid mistakes in our youth, and it's how yes. we learn. It's how we learn about the world. But just, <clears throat> if she didn't have a daughter, I probably would have been out of there a long time before I got out of there because I felt bad for the daughter. That's why I stuck around. Sure. And I mean, her daughter is an adult now. I'm sure. She has to be. Yeah, she has to be an adult by now in her 20s. And Aaliyah, if you ever hear this, I stuck around for you. It wasn't for your mother because she didn't deserve me. But you need someone in your life that was stable. So we only dated yeah, for a year. Thank you for that message. Yeah. We only dated for a year. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I can't find her on Facebook. I can't find her daughter on Facebook now. So I just don't know if they're not into it or if she changed her last name or something. I don't know. But then again, I also don't want to talk to her because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she got clean, I believe, when she moved away because she had no sources she knew down there. But I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to her in over a decade and really don't have the urge to. You do not have the urge to. No, I'm happily married. I don't need to talk to another woman I dated in the past. Like, Oh, right. That's right. I completely forgot that. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, still, I mean. I wouldn't mind knowing she's okay and that her daughter are okay and they have a good life now. It'd be of course. closure kind of in a way. But I mean, I stopped looking a long time ago because apparently they didn't want me to find them or fate would have made it happen. Sure. No, that's so. fair. That's fair. Gotta love the twists and turns in life, the roller coasters that we just end up being on and oh, going so I, fast. And, yeah. <laughs> went through so many dark parts of that roller coaster, but... Then I came out to the, what seems like now the last the last downhill in the light. <laughs> it's kind of like what I'm in now. It's a long hill, but it's light. That's all that matters. And you seem happy. Do you seem happier? I should ask. Do you seem happier than before? I mean, as far as now that you're married and now that you have children, um, happy. How do you feel? Happy? Yes, to some degree. I mean. There are plenty of times I curse and I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't have children, I wish I didn't have dogs, I wish I was single. But <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. I feel like every man or woman goes through the same thing where they just want to be 
alone from time to time and they want their space. So that's that's just what it is. I mean, eventually I eventually I go look for my wife and my kids because I'm like, all right, I, I'm getting lonely. Where the hell are the people I live with that I want to be around? But yeah. So that I makes mean, sense. And yes, Vanessa. Ooh. Happiness takes work and God mm. goddamn right it does. And I sure mean, does. I personally got a little happiness this morning when I got woken up at five o'clock for a little something, something. But that's me. And I mean <laughs> of that, that's all that that's all it takes sometimes. That's all it Rise takes. And shine. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Literally. Literally. But I mean it's just <sighs> But you know, you can't expect you can't expect happiness to just arrive. You you do you have to work at it. And just like anything else in life, you have to do that construction, whether it be emotional construction, mental, you know, physical, you, you have a dream. It's your job. It's pretty much up to you. It's not, you know, and that's the problem with a lot of people these days. And I know I, I have been guilty of this uh, periodically in my past where there's these self-entitled moments and it's like, you can't have that. You you can't get lazy. You have to work with what you want. You know, the whole law of attraction. I'm a huge believer in that. Um, I'm a huge believer in that. I think what we put out there, we get back tenfold. And um, oh, karma. I mean, yeah, karma. You know, it comes mm -hmm, comes karma, in good I'm and a, bad. I'm a huge believer in karma. If you if you're I, I try to be nice to anybody I can in the world because it will come back to me. I know it will. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Hell, I literally have had a Walmart worker hand me a fifty dollar bill before and say, "Did you drop this?" And I was like, "Yup." But I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm sure I did yeah. something good to deserve it. That's why I didn't mind taking it because life works in mysterious ways, and I don't question that. But I try to be good to everybody because guess what? People who are dicks and a holes to everybody, true. They things eventually fall down all around them and. And it's kind of happening to someone I know personally right now, and it's making me happy. But I yeah. am being a little petty in that one. But I mean, you get what you 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 reap what you sow. That saying yeah. is one of the truest sayings of all time. You reap what you sow. Every decision certainly does matter. In fact, one of the, one of the reality shows I watched, Real Housewives of uh, New Jersey, one of the housewives said something so impactful in like an early season. She said, "When you hang around trash for too long, you actually start to stink." And how true. Right. And so the company you're around, that's what you're going to get out. And that's what that's what the um, the curse is with 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 social media and TV and movies is that there's so much negative negativity. There's so much horror and so much hurt and fear that we see and hear from watching and that we call entertainment. Um, I think not everybody I know I'm really not huge in those genres i mean a little bit but a lot of people that just gets desensitized in their brains um and that's that's pretty scary i think that's pretty scary and it sets yourself up it sets yeah. yourself up there are so many horror movies out there because i just i just watched about 80 or 90 horror movies back in october for a bracket i was on another podcast but wow. <laughs> like, yeah and, and i am not a horror yeah. movie i'm not a horror movie fan by any means but I did it for a bracket. So I for podcasts, I will watch things I usually don't watch. And sure. I mean, there's just so many movies about like things happening because of heartbreak and because of so oh, mm. he, he didn't choose me to be his lover, so I'm gonna go kidnap him and torture him. Yeah. So I mean, 
it's it's dark. It's a dark fucking world, and it really is. And I mean, I just mm, every day there's another freaking person arrested for killing someone or being a serial killer or there's the news is depressing as hell i haven't watched it ever because i just can't it's yeah i have to too take moments my mom actually it's funny um she said something so impactful she said that um she doesn't read the news she just reads the headlines and that's good enough for her and that's that's a very healthy boundary and um but you're right there's moments where i skip watching the news because I have allowed what I saw before to get to me in a in a fearful way. Like, you know, the spy balloons was kind of a scary thing. I'm like, that's crazy. You know, what's this world coming to? And just all these different news stories, these African-Americans being innocently slaughtered uh, or shot at, you know, killed. And um, I can't take a lot of that these days. It's like the older I get, and I don't know if you can relate, but... The older I get, the more softy I do become, and the more ab uh, absorbing like a sponge I become as well. Um, you know, I I have a lot to distract me in life, so I don't let it affect me the way a lot of other people do. I mean, sure. At the end of the day, I kind of just let it outside and be like, it's the world or the matrix we live in. I don't know which, but it's one of the things we live in. I mean, either it's either we live in this world that we all think we do. Or we live in this matrix and we have no control over what happens anyway, so what's the difference? I mean, those are my two thoughts at the end of the day. Every day, like basically, that. I question whether we're in a matrix or not because it just seems like we go in cycles and we don't get any better. But That's fair. That's fair. Very I don't know, fair. though. I mean, that's one of my favorite conspiracies is the idea that we live in a matrix-like society and whether it's extraterrestrials or who knows that are running it, but we... It's very possible, I think, because we all have our routines pretty much every day. Most of us have our routines, and we just do them. No it's like we're programs. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I my days were a little different for a long time because I worked from home and then I was unemployed. But it just, I don't know, it just, I question a lot of things in this world and nowadays. And for my kids' sake, I don't want anything to happen to this world, but... Of course. If I was a single man with no kids, I probably wouldn't care. Well, families do tend to strengthen us, that's for sure. And, and you know, you look at places like Europe where that country, that, that atmosphere is so less stressful. I mean, you know, you get required paid time off from work that you have to take. And if you don't, it's illegal down there. Every place you rent from, even if it's an apartment, they're eventually um, rented to own. So after a certain amount of years, it's yours. You don't have to pay rent. People, a lot of places are closed on Sundays over there. You are required to take an hour lunch from work. The mental health and just the atmosphere of people, from what I hear in Europe, is so different from the climate here. And we are so damn competitive. We are so um, concerned about what people think of us. We're so in other people's business that it's just so much noise. And for a lot of people, you know, especially going through the cycle of drug abuse or alcohol abuse, it's um, a way to silence it. That's right. It's, it's what they think is going to be the fill, but they don't really factor in the, the cost of having that 
to fill that void. And um, it's messed up. And I, I can't blame, I really can't, I really can't blame the user of it entirely. I think it's just a lot of different factors. It's not just self-will, it's influences. It's, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is, but I mean. 100%. I mean, I've been through some dark fucking times in my life, and the only things I ever touched were alcohol and weed. I refuse to ever go harder than those. I mean, Wish I could say the same. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, I'm sure, say the same thing. But, and I mean, I've been offered harder, but I just, but see, here's the thing. My cousin growing up, he was six years older than me always. He was a heroin addict for a long, long time and then an alcoholic for a long time. Mm. He's finally better now. He can drink now without going overboard and he doesn't, hadn't touched the heroin in a long time. But that's good. But I mean, Maybe it's because growing up with that, it made me not, not want to touch anything else because I saw him go through it. But I don't know. I mean, or maybe it's just it is that, that strong will where I just I could see the negative and everything and all of it. And I just I don't know. Maybe it's because I was educated on it all through the years of that this is horrible. Don't touch it. But I mean there's I'm a thousand, so glad to hear that. Yeah. There's a thousand I'm so reasons. Glad to hear that. There's a thousand reasons, but yeah kids younger than me get into these things every day these hard drugs and i question why like why do they do it i mean if their lives are that bad they need to escape from reality yeah i kind of get it i kind of get it but yeah. at the end of the day there's better options and why don't they see that like it's exactly. a mystery. it's a mystery to me i mean i've always been one to kind of say like someone dies about an overdose i'm just like well, it was their choice in a way. I mean, unless someone literally forced it into them, like it was their choice. 100%. Which, I mean, yeah. I do sympathize with all these people. I really do. Like, no one deserves to die that I way. It. But it's just, personally, it's hard for me to not see some fault of their own in it. I mean. Oh, gosh, no. That... There may be. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it is their choice. At the end of the day, it's really their choice. They're doing it. If it was them that did it, but I mean, plenty of, I mean, plenty of mafias and gangs have used that as a way to execute people late by making them look like a drug overdose. So there have been situations where it's not that person's choice, and they are forced to die a horrible death because of somebody else. But eighty percent of the time, it probably is their choice, and. I mean, I sympathize with it. I wish there was a better way. I wish the world had a better way to control these things so that these things were available to people, but it's just never going to happen, I don't think. And that's the sad part. You know, I, it's just relieving, though, to hear that, you know, one of the things you said is that when you when you saw, you said your brother going through that. Cousin, cousin, cousin. Or, sorry, excuse me, cousin. I, I, don't, know why, I, I, don't, want, I don't want my brother to ever hear this. I was calling him that. Oh, no, sorry. Yep. Totally cousin. <laughs> Definitely not brother. Um, you know, and not everybody's like that, you know, and, and, um, you know, I say that because, you know, when T killed himself, it, the, um, it spread, you know, his, his parents were, or are, you know, they're, they're great people. They are, they were, it's been a long time since I've seen careers, but they were so hospitable, kind they always knew about 
he struggles. He knew that I was weathering the storm as best as I could, all this. And um, I guess what I recently is his father is now down the path. And I cried for two hours um, after that phone call with uh, T's uncle. I, I, um, I just felt that my heart was just so heavy. And it just makes me wonder how other family members of those that have taken their own lives have on the same road. And that's, that's so much to take in uh, for someone like me. <laughs> I'm logical, but I, I'm very emotional as well. Um, and um, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's always a sad thing. No matter mm-hmm. what, no matter the reason they did it, it's always a sad thing. And it just, you almost get conditioned to it, though. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've been, I've known people for the last decade, at least, maybe 15 years, that have died because of overdosing. And people I went to high school with, people that were a grade or two above me or a grade or two below me or even this, even this day and age, people that were like, the age of my mom's daycare kids when I was a kid, like that have off themselves with drugs or other methods. And it's just like, wow, never would saw that coming. But then again, I didn't know them for anything. And for, I didn't know them from a hole in a wall. So, sure. I mean, it's just, it's sad, but, but, it is. so how often does T actually like visit you? Just out of curiosity. Well, <laughs> you make it sound it's a flight, um, <laughs> which he does actually technically uh, spiritually. Um, it's not often. It's you know it was more prevalent very soon after he died, but these days I mean maybe once every other month, give or take. And what'll happen is that um, I flush your light, and it'll come on for a few seconds and then just. Come Whenever that happens, I just say, you know, I recognize your presence. Thank you. And then it's over. Um, this never, that particular issue did not uh, start prior to, and I've had this now for four years, give or take, or did that until after um, he died. And it was just weird. The first time it happened, I didn't really think much happened again and then i was like maybe that's t because i have been watching island medium on tlc for years and in that show just uh, it just made me a believer you know talking with korean and we go back those many many years so i do believe in science and i'm curious if i may inquire you how many people in your life have crossed over but um you said have passed away earlier? Uh, I mean, I've had a number of people pass away in my life. My my grandfather, both my grandfathers, one grandmother, my father, um, and a few other di- more distant members have passed away. Yeah, But, I mean, I just... My one grandfather and my father were who I was, and my grandmother, I guess, have passed away. Like, I was close to all of them. And I've yet to experience any of them truly. My bro- my brothers had dreams about my father, like right where he passed. 
about him being in a place where he's happy and he's healthier, but I've never had anything. And just, they always say those who want to see, I mean, those who want to see, don't see. It's those who don't want to see that end up seeing things. So, I mean, that's always been the saying I've gone by for the last 20 years, but. Okay. That's where I like that where, you know, when you're looking, it looks there is that. And just know, though, Jeremy, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, it doesn't have to be restricted to dreams. It could be. I mean, you know, we've heard we've heard tales of the past about, oh, I found a penny on the ground. Oh, that's my mom saying hi to me from heaven. You well, know? I mean, I've looked for that type of stuff, too, because I know about that type of stuff. And I mean, I've interviewed people yeah. about that type of stuff, but it's just. Nothing is ever pointed to either one of them, really. I mean. Yes, I'll, anytime I eat sushi, anytime I eat German food, I think of my father. Hmm. But there's nothing there that signifies he's there. Like, it's just, Ooh. it's stuff I would normally eat. Like, it's not like anything, it's not like I go to a sushi place and it's like, oh, you get a free plate of sushi. Like, then I'd be like, hmm, maybe. But, I mean, other than that, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just my normal routine. It's not like, it's nothing special to me. Like, well, because when I hear that, what I'm tempted to believe is that your dad puts that thought in your head, and that's him. I mean, as corny as that sounds, when you think that, I feel that's his way of just. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I crave sushi. I crave sushi on a daily basis, so I don't think that's my dad. I think <laughs> oh. that's just. I think that's just me being a fat guy that likes to eat sushi. But oh, that's of my food too. I mean, same same yes. thing with German food. Like I, I was brought to believe I was part German, more German than I really am. Wow. Due to other issues, but so sure, I mean, sure. I always want to eat German food. Like sauerkraut, I'll eat every day of the week when I'm giving it. Like so, I mean, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. And that's but okay. I, I can't. I don't. But at all. I, I feel like that's the point of this episode is us saying really. We don't know, and we're not going to know. No one really knows. I mean, yes, some mediums supposedly know, but no one's really going to know what happens after death until we're there. And by then, it's too late because we do we really know what's going on then at that point even? Or is it really still us? Or is it just the spirit that resides, the spirit soul that resides inside of us? And that could be a completely different being than us. And when it goes into its next body, if you believe the way a lot of people believe and the way I believe in like in reincarnation, then maybe they don't remember they don't remember a thing. Maybe they'll remember a memory here or there. That's how we get reincarnation stories, but to me that's just kind of I mean, it's all unknown. That's basically the message of this story, is it's all unknown. Mm-hmm. But it I'm glad fun. I'm glad that you do get visits from T and that it, that way you get some kind of relief from the sympathy and you you know he's good that's that's the important thing is you know he's good where he is oh yes he can can live he can live without fighting those demons on a daily basis so 100 100 you know my psychic told me that literally he's a counselor hostile right now you know his whole passion people when he was on he was in the medical field he gave his entire life to his parents and it just gave him away after some, you know, he get home and it, a little piece. I remember he came home one day 
crying and I was holding him because an eight-year-old had died in his arms. And um, that had affected him so much. And his heart was just so big for people that were ill. So she told me that, and, and I had mentioned that to Karina, but um, she had mentioned to me that um, providing uh, counseling for the lost souls and, um, and um, yeah, it's really cool. Well, I'm, as long as you're finding your happiness, then I'm happy for you. Thank but you so much. Tell my listeners where they can find your book, where they can find you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. So my book, it's called Till Death, Did We Part? And it's available on Amazon.com. You can get it in ebook form, hardback, hardback. Um, but there's also an uh, audiobook version. It's available on Spotify. Um, we'll soon be on audible.com as well, no later than 24th of this month. And so um, I invite everyone to check out my book. And um, I want you all to know that if you're in, currently in, a, in an addiction, or you are going through abuse relationship, and just know that you're not alone. And hopefully my story can be you as you navigate through that fog. And as you um, hopefully get into a clear space, just know that you're not alone. Um, that's where you get me. You can, absolutely. Well, I thank you for that. And I advise all my listeners to go check out this book because I will put a link for it right in the description of the podcast course. And I, too, will add to my long list of books from authors I've had on my show that I want to read. It's a never-ending list. It's like one of those old movies with Romans or Greeks when they unroll the freaking tablet and it's just going down the floor. But fun. <laughs> someday when I retire and I have time to read all these books and I'm going to start buying a lot of them when I have the money soon, but like I'm going to have a library literally to read a, a books to read when I retire and I look forward to that. But or hopefully yeah. when my kids when my kids are older and require less and my podcasts are less demanding. Then maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> when there's more I, I understand that completely. Oh, I love that one Twilight Zone where the guy ends up in the library and he's one percent Earth, and I'm just like, oh, that's my dream. That's my dream. What a beautiful escape right there. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I mean, as long as it's not like Twilight Zone and your eyes don't fall out because you're the only man left alive, and it's ironic. But percent. <laughs> 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 I want to thank Justin for coming on because it's been an amazing episode. And oh my god, we actually we actually did hit the normal today. We hit the normal more than the paranormal, and I am proud of that fact. Finally, Yay! finally. But <laughs> I'm sure I'll have more paranormal for my listeners with the paranormal next time. So no worries, you'll you'll Gosh. get your fix. But just know there are in my book about seeing him pass this. That would definitely attract your um your. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I I wouldn't have had you on unless I thought there was a way my listeners could have wanted to read your book. And I, because of, of this, because of the idea of it, I'm sure they would love to because of the stories in it. So please, listeners, go to the description and check out his book. And I'm pretty sure if you have Kind if you have Kindle Limited, it's free. So, it is actually for mentioning that is completely free if you do. Because I did look at his Amazon page yesterday for a minute. So if you have Kindle Limited, it's free. So there you go. But all my listeners, you know you can find me on Facebook as Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings. New name coming soon. 
podcast with S Group. You can find me on Twitter and the gram as at Drugo Bastard. And you can find me on TikTok as at Drugo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on YouTube as Paranormal and Normal, where this is streaming currently. Among other places. And wherever you're watching or listening, please like and subscribe. Your likes and subscribes keep this podcast going. So until next time, thank you to all my watchers and thank you to all my listeners. And Justin, thank you for coming on and telling us your story. It's always appreciated. It's a great show, Jeremy. Thank you again so much for having me. My pleasure. And I will see you all next time.